Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 81. In this episode, we'll be talking about our 11th card, Wonder Woman Reflections, an introduction to a tune, and we wrap it all up with the user-submitted Brewing Buddies. So let's kick it off with our 11th card, Wonder Woman Reflections. Okay, guys, we are here with Dr. J and Ken Poole. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Um, doing all right. I'm, 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 I'm excited because it's time for our 11th card, and as I, I kind of took a little break in brewing, but I've run into the issue again where it's like, crap, I have way too many cards put on my team. And this one seems to pop up more often than not. Um, and it, what we're talking about is Wonder Woman Reflections. She's a five-cost mask, and her ability is while Wonder Woman is active, when fielded and when attack abilities are ignored. Um, so, Ken, you must love this since this nerfs Lantern Ring teams totally. Well, nerfs pretty much a ton of direct damage like not just lantern ring it also messes up uh pyro nobby gobby um any any of the green variants like, zombie, zombie goblin <laughs> yeah like norman yeah even some even a lot, of the, a lot of the blinking cards yeah it also Shrink. really really hurts um actually with it saying that it's a one attack with a breath weapon you okay no, because no, it's a keyword? No, oh, it's a keyword. So breath weapons are okay. Weapon is exempt. But I think Guy Gardner gets nerfed too. Yeah, Guy Gardner would get nerfed. Um, so so we can see how good this card is because it, it counters a lot of things. But have you guys noticed it tends to be the 11th card where you're like, I'd love to have it on my team, but I need those eight spots for something else. Yep. Um, and what, what are kind of your reasons why that, that ends up happening? For me, the biggest thing is I tend to be an aggro player. I look at it and I go, oh, man, that's such a good control and defense card. And it, I'm, I'm never going to buy it because I'm trying to buy these other like, you're buying three like, or four yeah, things as fast as I can. Yeah, which are like as much two costs, two, three costs. Yeah. And this five cost seems like that's it's a, a little, huge jump. Yeah, it's yeah. a little more expensive. Uh, it's zero, one, two fielding. Uh, I mean, it's got really good stats once it's out in the field, especially on that level three or five, seven. It's stout it's gonna stay there and it can do some damage if you need it to also but uh for me a five cost for like what would end up being the one control element on an otherwise aggro team it just doesn't really make the cut if i was making a mask control focus team which would be really really simple and effective she'd be within it like she would absolutely be on those 10 cards yeah, the only thing that sucks is if you put her on a mass control team, usually you have a ring on it too, and she ends up canceling it out. So then you have to play around trying to get her out of the field when you need the you know the right yeah. situation to use her. Right? Yeah, the reason she doesn't make the cut on my team is because she's a Justice League character, and after that movie came out, I'm just <laughs> done with the Justice hey, League. Hey, I like that. Mo- I like that movie. I'll admit hey, it was down. Not everyone's seen that. Yeah, movie. I'll, I'll, I haven't seen it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll admit it's not the greatest movie. But I think people had there was misconceptions. People were looking for a collimation movie when this is definitely more of a launching pad movie yeah. for all the other ones. But yeah, that, that's the reason why it comes to my eleventh card is because it cancels both sides. If it was one sided, where it was only your opponent and not mine, I think I would play a little more because at a five cost, I'm like, okay, now that's going to take me 
quote unquote two turns to plan for it because I got to prep a die so I can buy her one turn. Yeah, then, if it was only yeah. benefit and it just harmed my opponent, it would move up the ranks so fast yeah. and so far for me. Because cause the, the way I look at them, like, okay, well, Winfield did, usually they only have one or two things that they want to use. So maybe a Shriek or a Dwarf Wizard, it's they're cheaper, a little more accessible that I can blanket that way or even like a cold gun sometimes. Yeah. Or some of those things. I... I don't know why this doesn't make it on my teams entirely. I mean, it may be the five cost. It's a little high. It may be that it, it kind of hurts both sides, but I really don't feel like that would impact the teams that I typically try to brew a lot because I like to brew a lot of wild active effects, uh, teams with just a ton of wild active effects, and she wouldn't do anything to teams like that. Um, and so... I don't know why I haven't put her on my team, to be perfectly <laughs> and, and, honest. And, like, you know, I, I I'd always, like to I, know why she isn't on Russ's teams, because it doesn't do anything to win KO defense. Yeah, I know. He I, would totally nerf everyone else's teams, and he could KO till, his, t- till the cows come home. The He'd thing that, just fine. Yeah, the thing that really surprises me is how much Madame Mask is used over Wonder Woman, because she's a four cost, so she's only one less. But she only cancels your opponents when fielded effects. Mm-hmm. You know, and so... This is not going to stop when attacks affects. It's not going to stop a lantern ring, but people seem tend to move towards her a little more, and it's like, well, this thing shuts down twice as much stuff for one more. Really, it shuts down four times as much stuff because it's can't it's <laughs> taking away both abilities from both players. Right, but you could build around this. I mean, you put yeah. her on a team like you I, know the true believer global. Just remove her when you need to. Because I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you could you can put you could build a team with her on it and make it so that she didn't she didn't hurt your team almost at all or even at all. Um, and it really like shuts down so many meta cards. I mean, all those blobs for, you know, those are all shut down. Shriek gets shut down by this. The lantern ring gets shut down by this. Uh, the collector oh, gets gets shut down. Throw back to a pasta out of that. You could play this on a team with Hawkeye, and Hawkeye would He's suck less. <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye at least wouldn't be hurting you, right? I you mean, could play it with the new <laughs> Kate Bishop that's coming out in Thor that's like, what is, what is hers? It's awful. It's like when fielded, deal her damage to you, I think is what it is or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, you could use her with Wonder Woman. Or I think it's you lose life equal to her <laughs> defense. It's like the worst possible card you could imagine. You could play that with Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman makes Hawkeye good. <laughs> why are we not doing this, guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does that get you past the 11th card on why well, you should use it? She doesn't quite make Hawkeye good. She makes Haw- <laughs> Hawkeye less bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and like it, it's kind of weird because we've... We, from from the limited data we've gotten from the constructed WKOs and on the online tournament, I don't think we've seen her on a lot of teams. So it's kind yeah. of a mystery and why you don't see this a lot. Um, the thing that was crazy was she was spoiled for the, the Superman Wonder Woman starter and everybody was so jazzed to play her. They, Actually, they finally, the first one that was uh, spoiled was the Ambassador of Peace that kills... That shut down uh, Globals, right? Globals. Yeah, because yeah, Zach loves that one. Yeah. Well, that was... If I remember right, in my head, uh, if I remember right, that was spoiled right before uh, rotation was announced. It was. It was. It was. So it, it was wasn't like, spoiled. Yeah, it was given kill. out as the promo, and we couldn't play it because yeah, we didn't have a, dice yeah, for yeah, it. And it was like, <laughs> all right, this will kill PXG, and then they were like, we're getting rid of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> PXG so, won't be an issue anymore. Yeah, but when these cards were spoiled, this one was a huge. Like the community was thought this was going to be the one of the biggest cards ever played. 
And it's so funny because I think the most played card out of that set is Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, because we you don't see Wonder Woman on a lot of team. And we were I remember even us, we were like, oh, this is gonna be I awesome. I was so excited to play with her. I was like, yeah, finally a counter to rings. And I think what happened was X-Men First Class was spoiled and Bishop was spoiled, and it's like, oh well, I don't need to shut down all those when fielded and when attack stuff because Bishop does that. All the direct damage stuff. And so I think that she was originally looked at as a counter to the ring, and that was just overshadowed by another card, and nobody's really gone back to her since then. I think that she is she shouldn't be an eleventh card. She's such a strong she has such a strong ability for such a reasonable price. I'm amazed she's not played more. Yeah, so if you had the chance where somebody was sitting down with you, it's like, Jared, here are my 11th cards. How, what would, what, if you, so say you're in case right now, Jared, I'm, 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 you know, mixing, <laughs> mixing the day. Um, and Wonder Woman was your defendant. Um, what would you say to, to the jury to kind of convince them that Wonder Woman is the one to, to go into the eight card instead of something else? I would say she's so good because her cost is completely reasonable. She's got a while active effect for five. I mean, that's totally purchasable. Her stats are great for a Wonder Woman card. She's got the best stats, I think, of any Wonder Woman we've seen so far. It might be a repeat die, but her stats are really good. Way better than that War of Light piece of garbage um, or even White Lantern Superman or Wonder Woman. Um, I'd say that she's so strong because she shuts down so many meta cards. All those control pieces that we were so excited when they came out, I mean, are just locked down with her. Um, and she's got a pretty die. <laughs> That's my last point. <laughs> Using the looks, huh? Using the looks. What's her fielding costs? Zero, one, two. Yeah, it's a pretty decent not, fielding cost, too. Not bad. Not terrible. All right. And, and then so we, we've, we've kind of heard the reasons why we don't put her on, on the team. Um, but what's kind of the most ideal team to see her fit it on? Cause now we, we've, we've, we've hit this kind of area where there's so many options to ignore text. I should say ignore text instead of blanking where what's the best fit for her instead of using to, something else. To me, I think that, like I said before, kind of a mask control team, I'd, I'd have her with, uh, you know, Raven with, um, if I, if I have a good, Purchase curve and plant. It's like mask. That's an automatic raven. Planter. If I have a good, <laughs> raven. if I have a good plan to ramp, maybe get into a, a Thanos. Um, I'm trying to think of. There's, I don't know, just mask control. <laughs> I, I I would put her on a team like my old Lissa Drac Killer Frost team um, that I used to have, where I would basically get Lissa Drac out. I would get the Riddler out. I would get Lockjaw out. And every turn be naming stuff that you drew out of your bag. Because the problem with that team was I couldn't slow down the attacking. I couldn't I couldn't slow down other teams enough. And she is basically a control team in one card. So if you have a team that has a ton of wild active effects, like I said before, that's where she's going to shine. Because she won't hurt your team. She's going to totally punish your opponent's team. Uh, and yeah, it's she's just such a strong card all, all wrapped up in one. Yep. All right, guys. So, thank you so much to kind of talk about our eleventh card because I, I I thought about it like yeah everybody was so excited, but she hasn't made an appearance really anywhere. So, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how you justify an eleventh card, right? When you're like I want it on the team, 
but some somehow she doesn't make the cut. Yep. Um, so if you guys have used this Wonder Woman, we want to hear from you, or you have suggestions for 11th cards, shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Guys, thank you so much. We'll have you later on to do another Brewing Buddies. And this one, I think you'll like it, Ken. There's dragons involved. I know. I'm excited. All right, guys. We are here with Alex, the traveling bike mechanic. What's up? What's up? And the not supposed to be traveling, but travels a lot. <laughs> Ken, the apparently doing? indescribable <laughs> Kenneth. <laughs> um, and I'm glad you guys are here. So you guys know if I start a segment out where like I say the words, I like these segments, it's probably another kind of intro segment to something in the game. And this time we're doing an introduction to one of the newest keywords, a tune. Um, and if you're not familiar with it, a tune is in the Tomb of Annihilation draft packs and it says while a character you control with a tune is active when you use an action die that character deals one damage to target player or character no matter how many of that character dice are active so that kind it's of garbage don't play it <laughs> especially now with the cube from uh yeah if, 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 it, if it sounds familiar it's because this is pretty much the rare storm from deadpool yeah. <laughs> ability also um, also garbage card <laughs> Wow, so much hate. I used to love that card. I'm, I mean, I, I love that card, man. Yeah. Um, we do one segment without Dr. J or the KO King, and you're like, gotta bring the salt. Gotta bring yeah, the yeah. salt. I gotta bring it. I gotta bring it. We, 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 we have a salt quota. Um, it's true. And so what's great about this is having, there's more than one character that has a tune, unlike the story. Yeah, there's a whole yeah. bunch of them. Yeah. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine that at least mention it on their card, according to the Sidekick app on iPhone. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can have a whole a whole bunch of them running, and what I like about it is there's support stuff too with with a tune. Like there's a pseudo dragon. If you have a character with a tune on yep. the field, he costs one less. He's already there's cheap. There's also he, another one yeah. that when you feel that you get to prep a die for having characters with a tune, or they deal two damage when they yeah. use their tune ability. You can, you can yeah. boost the team. So, like, <laughs> I mean, just using inset cards along with the cosmic cube is disgusting. <laughs> So let's let's go back to that. There's yeah. there is eight eight different characters with a tune and the pseudo dragon that that buffs a tune. Yeah. And and so what we will kind of talk about is the most effective way to use these characters with a tune and kind of the the things that you're going to want to get them in the field and then use action <laughs> and, dice. And use yeah. a <laughs> You know you make that sound easy. <laughs> But my experience says that's harder than... <laughs> really, what you want to do is you get them in the field and then you use more than one action die. Yeah. So so the two action dice that I think of that come up with this is obviously the Cosmic Cube, which... Because it activates it. It just activates by using it, it and adds more damage, and it's just dirty. It's just stupid. Another stupid card that you shouldn't play. The other one that I think about is uh, Kryptonite. It's a two-cost... It blanks a character. So if you have a character across the board that uh, negates ability damage, negates direct damage, redirects damage, use the kryptonite, blank that card, and then you do your two damage yeah. from a tune, or one damage from and a tune. If you're, if you're doing that, you throw, you, like the old combo used to be Storm, Ultraman, and then using the kryptonite. So now you're doing... <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, all, of these, of all these right attuned there. characters replace Storm on that Ultraman team, but I it, like I like using it with Ramp, kind of. Yeah. Like another one of the first ideas that people had with Storm, 
if you ramp and then you ramp into another action, you get to do it again, you get to do mm-hmm. it again. The really cool thing with a tune is it's going to fire for each character that has it. So if you've got each three character, three that has different, it. yeah. If, so that, yeah. If you've got three <laughs> different characters that are active with a tune, yeah, like a gold dragon, a Yanti, blood something, Aserak or Aserak or Dragonborns or whatever, you can have a lot of a tune characters out there. There's a total of, I believe you said eight. So you could fill up your entire entire team, theoretically. I'm not sure how practical it would be when you look at costs and stuff. Probably not. But you could have so so that you just roll on action and hit mm-hmm. someone for you know, three, four, five without really getting into having an unplayable team. Yeah, yeah and definitely. I, I think the one character that a lot of people have kept their eyes on that has a tune is the common Yanti Pureblood because um, she has the tune and then it says, when you use an action die, your Yanti Pureblood character cannot be blocked until end of turn. So if you say, you know, you're burning them, burning them, burning them, and you're like, oh, crap, I th- they're at three life, two life. You just attack with her and you've just... Yeah, the game. yeah, that that one. Uh, a lot of people also like the Yanti Pure Blood super rare. That when you purchase an action die, it triggers the attune ability of all active character dice that have a tune. The downside to this is that if your opponent has a if, tune, yeah, if you're it, playing it like triggers, a mirror team, a tune yeah, it triggers the other side. So you kind of have to be careful with that one. But you know that also makes it buying and using because she still has a tune. Um, it. Tune's a dirty ability. It's I like yeah. it. I drafted I, it, a team with it the other day, and I did really good with yeah. it, and it made me very happy. Yeah, yeah. I, wonder, I, I feel like it's fair and set for sure, yeah. though. So, like, don't I? I don't want to be so. I'm not salty about this ability. I like <laughs> it. this. Is all sarcasm. Yeah. I, I hope it comes through. But yeah, and there, there's one one thing about a tune that I want to remind people about because when you think of a tune, everybody just kind of thinks direct damage to your opponent. Keep in mind, you can aim it at characters. So say you're playing that the field supremacy game and you just need to get one more character through. Or or if they have Yanti Pureblood on their team, it is a monster. Yeah. And there are attuned dice that are adventurers. So you can use your attuned adventurer to knock out their Yanti Pureblood. Now your attune is not only doing damage to their character, but it's you're, buffing you're experience. your, your yeah. experience characters. Well, and which is great because usually the traditional way of getting experience for characters right now is using magic missile. The drawback is you're giving that to your opponent to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you've got magic missile and you've got three characters with a tune, that's five damage, <laughs> and it's cool. But yeah, wait, wait, so um, I, I always remind people to not forget that because sometimes just. You know, I know Russ does it a lot. Sometimes just attacking will finish the game (laughs) that turn without trying to pull off an elaborate combination or something like that. Um, And the crazy thing is so many of these attuned dice have a second ability that's excellent. Like, there's so many attuned dice. I love that there's a tune on a dragon with breath weapon. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, The dragonborn sorcerer, when when Dragonborn Sorcerer is active, when your action dice deal damage to a character die or player, increase that damage by one. And it has a tune. Yeah. So now you're actually increasing it by two because Magic you've missile done for four with just that guy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and um, on top of that, I'm looking at it. Most of these are equipable characters too. Cause that was the problem when you were playing with the rare storm. She was like a one two defense, maybe three on her top end, but she was really, really easy to get out of the field 
um, for, by your opponent. With these guys, since you can equip them, if you guys go back to our episode where we talked about the super rare ring, you could equip the super rare ring to this and say if somebody's going to try and ping her out, you have a chance to regenerate them and leave them in the field because that that's yeah. that's always that's always has kind of been that drawback or, is or you can yeah. attach chainmail armor and they have to ping them an extra three times. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's there's a yeah. lot of options. Yeah, like the magic helmets too, because that will that will protect them. I, I think yeah. right if I remember my magic helmet abilities. Um, this this like this. there's a few of them that also have really good defense. Like uh, Acerak, the dragon. There, I, th- I want to say yeah. there's one of the adventurers that's got pretty good defense. Yeah. Like there's a few of them that. They're not fragile. There's a few of them that are mostly the the monster ones that have it, but uh, the like named characters and adventurers all seem to have pretty good defense. I keep looking at this Asarak, and it, it just keeps looking better and better. The common when fielded resolve the double burst effect of a basic action card that would trigger a tune due to the uh, Ultraman ruling and all that stuff. Um, him with the Dragonborn Sorcerer. You do a magic missile for four, or you can use the magic missile because you can do the double burst effect on it. Then you can do the the dragonborn sorcerer adds to it. He has a tune, so now you've just done yeah. quite a few yeah. <laughs> tune damage with just two characters. And yeah, and I'm I'm looking at not one. even buying the action die. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at one that I was like, oh, because I don't I don't have it, but it's the Zandala climber, the rare. It's when Zandala Climber attacks. Draw two dice from your bag. You may roll any action dice you drew. Place the rest, including the unrolled action dice, in your use pile. Place any rolled dice showing an action face in the reserve pool. Prep the other rolled dice. So if you're managing your bag well and you can, you know, consistently pull out action dice, you're either prepping it or you're using it that turn for the tune ability on top of it. Um, this actually, and um, I'm trying to think of all the actions like improvised weapon or yeah, improvised weapon is almost a no-brainer to use with any of these yeah. characters. Have, have you noticed that the majority, not all of them, but the majority of the things with a tune are evil characters? Um, There's only... Well, that's a pretty evil yeah, ability. Yeah. Which is funny because the pseudo-dragon that busts all the attune stuff, all three of its rarities are good. Well, he's just trying to help out. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's just... <laughs> he's just a, yeah, he's like... Good he's, cha- right he's chaotic He's good. confused, he's, you know. He's chaotic he just, you know. good. He wants to see the chaos happen. Well, he's helping. But he's going to follow the law, <laughs> He's you doing know? the good thing. He's helping. Yeah. yeah. He's just helping bad people. You know, he, he just doesn't know they're bad because bad people lie to good people all maybe, the time, right? Maybe his, yeah. his alignment symbol should actually be like lawful evil instead of lawful good. Are, 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 are you saying... It should be a flip card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> flip exactly. Card. <laughs> um, and so, like, the, like I, I feel like this this ability, um, I, I, I like it. You less to use it as kind of a win condition and more of that little chip away to help your main win condition. Because how many times have you guys run into that issue where I'm like, oh, I just needed to do him one more damage. To oh, this, this is definitely so, the two or three damage that gets through yeah, before you. This is, this is the kind of thing that I see this as um, it absolutely could be a win condition, especially if you're in kind of that walled up stalemate. Yeah, I see it a lot more as um, kind of putting pressure on your opponent. Like it creates that pressure cooker environment of, if I have to, I'll wait this out. Like, yeah. I, if it takes I have, me twenty turns, I will take twenty turns. I to have do this. everything that I need to eventually win. Mm. So, kind of the balls in your court. You've got it. It makes it so your opponent has to react to what you've got going on. And if you've got something else that works well, like if you've got a, a if that's not your win con, 
it can be the distraction that your opponent is super focused on your attuned characters and they don't think about the fact that you just bought two dragons or something like that. I think uh, I think with a tune in and from all the chatter online, it seems like it's going to be a popular popular ability. I think that Iron Fist promo is going <laughs> to yeah be that's really a, that's yeah, yeah. So strong so yeah what what are what are, what are kind of good counters for a tune because it's that little chip damage Iron, Iron Fist Iron is Fist one is the gold standard um, uh, golems are going to be really good yeah anything that redirects redirects one or two damage yeah. uh, Ronin may not be the most effective way but it is a way I guess no to, uh, yeah he's probably not yeah. yeah he'd be a way he'd be the one that you save for whatever they do after they've chipped away all the stuff with a yeah. tune if you're playing an X Men team. Um, well, it would save you them from pinging out your characters if you had an X Men team that the rare sun, the star sunfire, sunfire. Yeah, yeah. There um, was there was one man. Yeah, one Bishop, of the of only course. one of the only yeah, super Bishop rare one of the only super it. rare singles that I've bought. Um, what was Steve it? Rogers? Steve Rogers. Yeah, Steve Rogers. <laughs> yep, that he because he re, he redirects or absorbs all. I think he redirects. I think it to he himself. redirects, yeah. but that's still. I mean, he has a high defense, yeah. so it's going to take. It's up to two from each source, and that's going to yeah. be a. So, like, yeah. So if you're if you're playing in a meta that has a lot of tune, you want to pull up some of these because I I know the Iron Fist is probably the best. It's also probably the most expensive. I, I, the one, the one that we're forgetting yeah. is, is the Scarlet Witch. That that helps cut down on. The oh yeah, yeah. yeah Scarlet Witch keeps them from re- rolling the action dice. Yeah, Bishop and like. And kind of on the other side of what Kevin was saying, if you're in a meta that plays a lot of action already, mm-hmm. try bringing some attune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> break out the uh, break out the oracle that the taxes taxes the action dice mm-hmm. a little bit more. You know, make make them pay to yeah. get everything working right. Um, so, guys, you know, I always like these new abilities because you get excited for them, but I like seeing how they fit into more of that giant overall game where sh- like 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 you said it could be a win condition but it also can be that just supplemental thing on top of it so i especially it, love it when they work well when it's not like oh this just turned out to be heroic again i hear on now russ, russ isn't here to defend that come on <laughs> i know i yeah, expect him to is... chew me out later and it'll be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> this this will be a fun one yep. uh this i think you'll see this one i think it definitely has the potential to make it into top tier meta teams mm-hmm. and it's a good it's a good ability but oh, it, it's a yeah. fair ability I, I totally forgot you throw those with the boom, common boom boom that's well, three damage for, yeah. for whatever yeah. action dice you're using. So that's all, that's always great. But we want to hear from you guys. How have you guys used the tune? Have you built a team around it or kind of a little tip? Oh, yeah. Another good yeah. counter would be the uh, the Banshee. Oh, yeah. The, the rare Banshee. The rare yeah. Banshee. Make them pay to use their action dice. So we always want to hear from you guys. Draw their action dice, not just play them. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is dirty. Um, <laughs> He's a yeah. mean card. Shoot, shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave us a Facebook message, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Uh, guys, thank you so much, and we'll have you back in a second to brew. All right, guys, we are here with Alex, Ken, and I almost called you Russ again. Sorry, Joe. Uh, <laughs> they're both about as salty right now. I bet yeah, if you licked them, they would taste the same. <laughs> you're, you're str- I'm not going to lie, Alex. You're starting to blend in, too, because it's just like, <laughs> ah. um, Welcome aboard. <laughs> but it, but it's, it is time. <laughs> it is time for a Brewing Buddies. This one was another user submitted one, so this was sent by Jeremy J., 
Jeremy, you know who you are. Um, and he wanted us and to. And so do we. <laughs> he want he want, he wanted us to brew a team that is based around the um, Bahamut Dragon of Justice. He's a bolt. Yes. Yeah, seven, seven cost seven bolt. bolt. Breath weapon three. Has overcrush and his ability is while Bahamut is active, other character dice cannot use breath weapon. And I don't know why every time, like the first time I, I see it, I always want to say uh, Bahamut, but I know it's Bahamut. But anytime, you, you want to yeah. say what? Yeah, I'm yeah. really. Confused. I didn't hear the, the difference, difference there. Yeah. The two that you was just there an N in there? Was it Bahamut? Is no, I, I, I like. Yeah, but it, I always want to say it wrong the first time. Along those lines, before we get started on this, <laughs> I want to ask, can we do a segment on how to pronounce the stupid names in the D&D set? Because listening to your guys' last segment, there were so many, like, Aserak, Aserak, you know, like, Ace three different ways to say it. And Ace then you said, you said, like, Zendala Climber or something? Yeah, there's no L. I'm I, like, I <laughs> the Ice Climbers <laughs> are from... And then you, in the, well, one of our former, our previous segments, said Mordekaiser's sword. Yeah, I'm like, Mordekaiser is a character from League of Legends. Whatever. Not so, yeah. it's someone Mordekainen. from... <laughs> Mordekainen. Yeah. Whatever, it's I'm Canyon like, like, Minions. Man, and people who like D&D <laughs> hate listening to us, I'm pretty sure, because we always butcher okay, these. okay, I used to do an anime podcast, and I could... Dito and I never could say should any. listen to, hey. to play League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> any really good D and D campaign is not using lo- lo- uh, the the names characters from the book. made from <laughs> right. wi- made by Wizards of the Coast. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. All right. So where should we start? Because it's a seven cost dragon, so it's kind of he's uh, pretty he's, costly. To he get. is a good dragon, also like that. Sometimes could matter. I, guess. I think we should round. So, this out. so we can pair him with the unicorn. The unicorn. Yep. <laughs> I think he'd be strongest on a team with seven other seven cost characters. And are, and are, the we, making, are we making a team for Ken's kid with all the seven cost characters? <laughs> Dude, he'd be stoked. He would, right? Right he would until draft, he tried to play. He would draft about eight of them. <laughs> yeah. We'll use uh, create food and water to get to them. Really, I mean, what do you need besides like Create a ramp, food and water a ramp and to buy cost. Bahamut and then Bahamut to roll? Like Perfect. that's what you need to make this team work. Because he's got what breath weapon three and yeah. overcrush done breath and done. Good, three, good, overcrush. good podcast, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. His his stats are one five five two seven seven and three eight eight. So he's got awesome stat, Yo. like awesome stat line. Um, he well, kind of became over, the cornerstone built in. He kind of became the cornerstone of my uh, the team that I brought to Salt Lake Gaming Con earlier this summer that was built off of Dark Side, and I, as soon as I saw Dark Side with the swarming sidekicks, I went, "Well, then what?" Because Dark Side doesn't win games, right? And Bahamut was like, obvious. It was like, yeah, that's. Huge dragon, awesome stats, breath weapon three, overcrush, and if my opponent has dragons for some reason, they can't use breath weapon now. <laughs> like he takes away it's a niche ability when you look at like the unlimited formats. But I do think that we could uh, we could start seeing breath weapons sprinkled in here and there. And dragons have won competitions too. So Isn't there a breath weapon in Thor now? Yeah, the destroyer there is. Yeah. the destroyer has it. So, yeah, the breath weapon will start yeah. becoming more so popular. Being able to take away, like, it is it is a somewhat niche ability, and you don't always find it in, like, every unlimited competition, but it's always good. Like, breath weapon one is really strong. Breath weapon two is really, really strong, and breath weapon three is ridiculous, which he has. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I mean, he's got a niche ability. I mean, you could say a niche ability, but it's on a card with two other incredible... Yeah powerful abilities so it's like you're not even if that that uh, last ability wasn't on there 
He'd still be great for well, a seven-cost character. That's what I'm saying. It's like exactly. the, yeah. the breath weapon itself is a somewhat niche ability, but it's strong enough that taking it away from other people is oh, like... Because yeah. it's something that you're not always going to be ready for. If you're playing in a competitive scene and you're playing against somebody that brought breath weapon... You better believe they meant to use that. Yeah, exactly. So if you put Bahamut yeah. out and yeah. shut that down, you've just shut down their win condition. So yeah. so I I honestly kind of see this as a good pairing with the collector, bringing him in when you need him. Ugh. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> you can you, you pay five this. for him plus three to use his breath weapon. You gotta save eight you gotta energy. Have eight just energy. buy him. <laughs> well, but yeah. just buy yeah. him. So, so what I'm saying, <laughs> what, well, heck, he has overcrush, so he's gonna be big. But then but he's gonna be level then, one. But then yeah. bring him in. Bring him in on your opponent. If you have so, an opponent with breath weapon, bring him in on your opponent's turn to block the breath weapon. Yeah, that's kind of where I would yeah. just so, buy him. So <laughs> I, agree. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, I, I think if you're going to play this team, I think putting that Ring of Winter in is almost a must. Then you'll get him on that. And maybe the Silver Dragon, the discounts, other Silver dragons. Dragon, yeah. So you need some form of ramp or yeah. some way to get to him. Yeah. So either that's, discount that's or where ramp. like he became like the cornerstone of my dark side team. And in my playtesting leading up to Gaming Con, it was unstoppable. I don't think anyone ever got close to me if I went dark side ramp to straight to Bahamut and just started cycling Bahamut every time. I'd attack, I'd clear their field, I'd hit them hard, and he'd be right back in my bag because I was or right back into the field because I was swarming straight to him. Yeah, yeah. Cause, and it was awesome in testing, and then I couldn't roll <laughs> at the actual competition, and I found the weakness well, because in so, testing I was like, "There's no weakness in this team," and then <laughs> I went to the thing, and it was the weakness was I, I wasn't able to roll. Here we go. <laughs> you put him with the uncommon dragon statue trap. Because then if someone tries to breath weapon you, that means they're attacking. That triggers the uncommon dragon trap, and you put the... There you go. That's much yeah, better than paying with a collector cost for him. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, three costs is a lot, yeah, bit, a lot so better. Three costs in the field. You don't have. He goes back to the card at the end of turn, but it still still works pretty well. You have still shut down their breath weapon for exactly one turn because that is a max one trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you need you need a whole well, but then you have like Baron Zemo and cycle the trap. You know, like, <laughs> we're talking unlimited brewing here. We can do whatever we want, Ken. We can do we're brewing without we limits. <laughs> Baron Zemo doesn't work. We were given whatever one, whatever one you pay one. You'd have, have to have action gadgeteer <laughs> somewhere on there. No, no, no that's that's, that's, that's Baron the Zemo Baron Zemo. You pay a bolt, move it. You Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is the modern version of that. There you go. Well, whatever. You, so, but those no, are the but when, when you, you use them. it, it goes yeah, into yeah, the no. field. Yeah, it doesn't so, work with traps. Yeah. Okay, yeah. nice try. Does gadget, yeah, but gadget, gadget here does work with traps. Does it? Yeah, because they don't say continuous. It doesn't. It doesn't say it has to be continuous. It says you roll it and then field it. Uh, Wait, gadget here does say you have to use a continuous action. No, it says roll an action and then put it. in Oh the field. my gosh, we gotta Google this. What is what is gadget here <laughs> actually say? Look, look it up on my rules thing. I don't actually know that it. I don't know I think, if you posted know, the rules. I don't know that there was a rule about gadget here specifically. Oh, well, we got we, we to pull it's it. We got a keyword page. Yeah, it's on, <laughs> on the keyword, keyword page. page. That's the best way to attack. So Gadgeteer on the keyword page says, when a character die with Gadgeteer attacks, you may roll a gear die or an action die with a continuous keyword in your use pile. Okay, so, fine. So it doesn't work. There's nothing. There's nothing to keep cycling. There, No, there is a card in, in the new set that, that allows you to cycle a trap. Uh, it's the tomb, tomb raider, tomb, tomb dwarf. Tomb There's dwarf. another thing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Laura Croft. Just, Laura Croft. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so what, you guys That's, said that before the Tomb Raider. The, <laughs> Laura Cross, Croft is thematic. She, she she'll move artifacts. That's like, can we get a promo to... Tomb Dwarf that's just Laura Croft? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's way better looking just than that a, ugly just Tomb Dwarf. Blank, just get a blank one and have Russ draw it on one of his. Yeah. One there of his you go. But, but ha, that, have him draw the PS One version so you just have the super block. The, <laughs> the block <laughs> Laura Croft. Yeah, the uncommon Tomb Dwarf. While Dwarf is active, when one of your trap dice triggers, you may pay one energy if you do prep the trapped eye there you so go. you have that you have the dragon statue trap you have bahamut so there's four of your three of your cards and all that to prevent your opponent from breath weaponing you God, they're gonna look like idiots when they try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no or it's only two other win it's con only two to prevent them from breath weaponing it's three to prevent them from breath weaponing every turn why don't you just uh, okay, you come up with a better idea. Yeah, I'll just go. put a dragon on the team that has anti-breath weapon. There you go. <laughs> yeah. How about no? We're, play- we're brewing Bahamut. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so with Bahamut, I, I think you probably want some kind of force block on your team also so you can take advantage of that overcrush. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that I don't know, good. man. After, like, I guess you if, really you roll it on, it? if you roll it on level one, that means that your opponent, if they don't block, they're taking eight. Which I guess you could do that, but That's if on you their pay the on weapon. the level on the level two side, you breath weapon them, and if they let it through, that's half their life. That's ten. And if you go yeah. if you go up to the level three side, it's more than half. So their so life. in I one say, shot, they I, have to block it. Instead of a force block, I say you put the ring of winter on and yeah. do what Russ's punk kid did to me last <laughs> night, where he attacked me directly with some stupid dragons. And then the next turn drew that thing and put them back out at level three and did it all over again with twice as many dragons. I'm going to clip that out and show that to... I'm going to have Russ's kid listen to that. You're going to have Russ's <laughs> punk kid listen to it? <laughs> so cl- clearly you need the Ring of Winter because that gives you the once per turn. And then Mr. Miracle. That, that drops yeah, it by Mr. Two. Miracle. So you can keep cycling that Ring of Winter They'd and never, just make yeah. everyone hate you. They'd never not block Bahamut. Because what's great about the Ring of Winter is because if you do have that silver dragon also to get it cheaper... You're fielding silver dragons too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's lots of cheap dragons with that silver dragon too. A lot of four cost yeah. dragons. And if you get into Golden Age, there's a lot of cheap, really, really cheap dragons yeah. with that and the half dragon. There's a, yeah. there's a couple of four cost dragons but in modern too. Yeah. White bring dragons. bring stuff that uh, makes it makes it more difficult for them to block, like the frost giant or something like that. It's another expensive card, but um, you have that. And I don't think I really don't think them blocking is an issue. Go no. ahead, block. I mean, it don't probably block. is It not. doesn't matter. <laughs> like, if they don't block and Bahamut goes through, you have hit them hard. Very Like, yeah. on his weakest side, is if you breath weapon, you're still doing... They're taking eight damage. Like, that is a massive chunk of damage to go, I hope it doesn't come back, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So here's a question for you guys. Since we are, you know, it's a dragon team, would you want to put that elf druid... Um, the common elf druid, where while elf druid is active at the end of your turn, if you control an active dragon character die, elf druid gains an experience token. I think that's a solid three cost character for this team. I've played with it several Absolutely. times. I played with it the other night in a draft, and that sucker got ten experience before I finally swung ended in. the game. <laughs> I mean, those things were massive. Yeah, co- comboing something that just gets so much bigger like that with breath weapon three. There's a there's a lot in a field that goes away with Breath Weapon 3. Mm-hmm. So 
if they don't have enough things to block, you know, if you've got two or three of those elf druids out and Bahamut, it's like, all right, if they have two blockers, you are ending the game. Yeah. Yep. Dude. I think I think I like the idea of putting another dragon on the team too, because a good counter to Bahamut would be Shriek, just blank him, right? Yeah. So if you have another dragon on there with like a breath weapon too, like the silver dragon that discounts it, there's a good chance you can breath weapon out Shriek and then you can still use Bahamut. That's yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, so I I might put that on my team or just something yeah. to get. Or just you or you'd only field. probably because I got all excited about the Ring of Winter, so I was like, <laughs> yeah, more dragons. You probably only want like one other dragon with yeah. him because yeah. he yeah. shuts down half of what they do, unless it's an anti breath weapon dragon, mm-hmm. yeah. which yeah. Which, which becomes which, pointless with him <laughs> also. But yeah, I think actually having that elf druid on on the team it just creates that other. Th- Right, so do they blank the elf druid, or do they bring one of your two um, dragons? Either way, you're, yeah, you're, your characters are going to Yeah, he's still get those that, that elf druid's still getting massive. Yeah, and then at that point when you attack with, and if know, they blank like, the elf druid, then you breath weapon shriek out of the field. Yeah, or I you just attack with like, like a seven eight elf druid, and are they not going to block with that shriek? Right. <laughs> I think I think with this, I'd like to add the oracle that uh, charges one extra to field the character just. Because that, because yeah, you are prepping them a lot of dies. It aggresses yeah. their killing economy. their field, and you don't want them to be able to refield those characters. Exactly. That might be an okay put on the team. Kind an of expensive. Okay. Kind of expensive. I mean, it's once you go, once cost. you get Bahamut, like the game's pretty much over. Well, you, but you put that out. You get that out early. That's one of your first. Purchases. So, 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 so here's 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 the question then, because we kind of mentioned ramp, but which ramp method would you think would be the most effective for this team in in modern? Because we all know the what the unlimited answer would be. I'd, I'd like create food and water. Probably, that would probably you'd be a have good one. to you'd have to build around making it more consistent in order to get the seven energy you need to buy him. So maybe like a chalkboard on your first turn, so that you can set up on your third turn. You can get enough to buy it. Yeah, um, that seven cost is hard to get to. Even in even in modern like in, in golden age, doable. it was like PXG. You know, but it was still hard to get those characters because you didn't want to break your ramp, and now it feels like it's easier to buy high cost characters. That jump from six to seven is still a big jump. Yeah, um, can I, I'm guessing you're not going to recommend Dark Side. <laughs> no, man, Dark Side's amazing. I can't think of anything better, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, what what would be better than that? I, especially like if you can roll him. If well, if I were to bring, if I were to do the Dark Side team again, I would bring um, rigorous training with it. So my yes. sidekicks are a little bit stronger so that they then can stay feel a little bit better. You might as well uh, put uh, the Captain America super rare on there that gives them another plus one defense and, and infiltrate. Just, yeah, he, well, he doesn't do that for free. No. <laughs> and, and, just, and just make Bahamut your 11th card. card. That would be fun. Like <laughs> That would be really I, fun I to put on there. I don't think there's a better way to get into something like Bahamut. Anything else, aside from dark side, you're adding more dice to the whole mm-hmm. cycle, you're adding, uh, you know, ramp basic actions. You're adding swarmers. You're adding whatever. With um, dark side, if you've got the the dark side and the sidekick in place, you can buy Bahamut, and the next turn you're going to draw and roll Bahamut, and you can probably field him. You could probably breath weapon with him. You could probably let him go through and field him again the very next <laughs> turn because that's how fast you churn through it. Yeah, like sure. It was, in the playtesting, when it was working, it was so, so fast and so harsh. It was awesome. I mean, and with that, I also had, um, 
I know I had Merlin to give me bolts. I want to say I used the the D and D ring also to kind of do a little bit more energy, like specific manipulation. Yeah. But when you get a couple of energy fixers in there and dark side, it's so easy to get into Bahamut and just keep him going, even if they let him through. And if they let him through, awesome. You took eight damage this turn or eleven, and you're going to do that next turn too. If I roll him, like you're just going to keep coming back. <laughs> I like one thing you said. I would definitely encourage putting at least one energy fixer on your team because when you're trying to get seven energy and you're rolling that many dice, the odds of you rolling a sidekick is pretty high, and you can get screwed out of that seven energy that you need. So yep. I would recommend putting an energy fixer on there. Also, if you don't have the super rare dark side because he's a super rare and can be hard to get and he's expensive. Yeah. Uh, you just need to go to a WizKids fan appreciation day and have Jared sit next to you. <laughs> right? I would, uh, I would probably recommend you go with like a resurrection and just get the five cost silver dragon first and then Bahamut's a five cost and then you can use the same, yeah. same, the same, strategy, same strategy to buy Bahamut for mm-hmm. five. Yeah. And as far as... And with that five, the, you can uh, time it so you could... I, oh, well, yeah, you can't use all the breath weapon, but if somehow yeah. you manage the as, blanket. And as far as the... Uh, the oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. It'll come <laughs> back, I'm sure. Oh, and you definitely have to have the Ring of Winter on there now because it just makes dragons oh, it just, so, it's so, yes. so strong. Oh, yeah, what I was going to say, the, the energy fixers, Merlin, is the bolt. Yeah. So right, he yeah. gives you the bolt that you need for Bahamut. And also, if for whatever reason your Bahamut isn't rolling you buy merlin because he yep. can only be blocked by crossover characters yeah yeah, yeah. and then the ring of well, winter the, makes the bah- bahamut cheaper too because he's he's above six costs yeah, correct yeah so you can end up buying he also what? makes what he also makes dark side dragon? uh what energy mask i think it's a mask i think you're right but yeah that the global on the the ring of winter also works for the dark side because he's a six cost yeah so that which, which it makes down it a lot cheaper to technically five i mean it's a four cost plus the one for the global so yeah, yeah. and then you bring the beholder from Farron under siege that gives you two free globals when you field it <laughs> and now it is actually a four cost or a three five cost for bahamut so because yeah. you obviously didn't Beholder always rolls on its zero phase. Exactly. Oh, my exactly. God. <laughs> For me, it always rolls two masks. Um, yeah, I think, I think if you do go... At least you get two. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, so bring the Beholder, Chalkboard, and uh, the Ring of Winter. Then you can get the Chalkboard Global for free and the Ring of Winter Global for free. And so you've just made three energy to put Bahamut straight in your prep area so you can play him next turn. Yeah. So that beholder yeah, wouldn't be a bad solid. that wouldn't be too bad, bad. idea. Yeah. And he's got those fat stats that you just you just attack with him. Exactly. You you attack with him because you want him to get knocked out or you want him to go through. So yeah. perfect. Yep. So Jeremy, hopefully this is will kind of lead you you know, towards a direction on how to build this team because I, I think this yeah, this card is always great. Um I still remember Russ playing this with a full dragon team. I remember drafting this. I remember drafting this like three times in in like all of our various D and D drafts, and him just rolling one time on level one and never rolling again for the rest of the game. I threw my Bahamut dice across the room several times. Did you throw it at Alex? No, no. Um, I want to say that the first time I saw him, I was like, "Awesome breath weapon three, awesome overcrush," and I was like, "Oh, but he's gonna hurt all my other dragons." I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, 
I mean, the first time you see him, you're obviously playing D&D. So I was kind of like, I feel like that takes away too much because I love playing with dragons. It's just not quite worth it. <laughs> and then as soon as you look at it for Unlimited, it's like, oh, that's amazing. That's so <laughs> ridiculously good. That card should be on. Like, I see Bahamut. He's become kind of my go-to if I go, all right. I've got pretty good ramp. I've got a decent curve. I don't have that really high-cost character for when I totally whiff a roll. I'm going to throw in Bahamut because yeah. he fills that role really nicely. And he's not the, what were you running, an eight-cost? Thanos. Unblockable <laughs> Thanos. Which is awesome also, but right. like the seven-cost seven yeah. is still a little bit easier no, to yeah, get to. Is. It's like... But it's that same kind of thing of like, all right, I've got a pretty good cohesive seven character and action team. Like, I've got one more spot. Eh, what if I whiff it all? Let's throw in Bahamut. Right. But great Baham- Bahamut's a good dragon, right? Yes. Yeah. So clearly, He's a really, really good dragon. Clearly, you got to add the uh, rare unicorn to it if it's a gold. <laughs> Give him plus two, plus two. Sure. Because why let's not? Have a, let's have him at ten on his top end. We'll, why not? We'll do that and then add in the uh, the promo half dragon too to yeah. increase yeah. his oh, breath weapon by one. Oh, and then <laughs> of course before. you got to add cosmic cube. Yeah, because that makes his breath weapon five. That takes him up We didn't to... even think about that, but that's a solid put on this yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. Breath oh, Weapon yeah. 5. That's Breath five Weapon to 5 everything for in the field, 3 energy. For yeah, 3 energy. That's pretty and disgusting. And if, if you threw in the, the half dragon, you're bringing him up to Breath Weapon 6. For 3 energy. <laughs> I think, to, I no, think no, that would be for 4 energy. Oh, you, do you but, have to pay one more for the... Yeah. But he's an 8-8 eight, eight with Overcrush, <laughs> and you throw in <laughs> that unicorn. That brings him up to 10. If they don't block... That's 16 damage from one attacking <laughs> character. I'll take it. Guys, I'm going to go home. I'm just going to go. I've got some things to do. I've got very important stuff to do. I'm out of here. It's got nothing to do with this, and I'm not going to bring it next week, okay? <laughs> and, and if you do happen to roll more than one cube, that's your that's your 20. You're done. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Two cubes and breath weapon three. What is that? Breath weapon, breath weapon seven? seven. Breath weapon seven. <laughs> <laughs> There's no field left. That's, no. that's worse than delayed glass fireball on its double burst. Uh, I think this is a game winner. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Or you just played delayed glass fireball on top of everything, too. So yeah, sure, there, why there not? you go. Yeah, why why not? not? All right. So, Jeremy, hopefully this guides you to a team that you, you can build for your play style and stuff. Um, if you guys want to have, have any suggestions for this team or have suggestions for Brewing Buddies, because we are down to one in the hopper. Um, and I know that these guys are excited because they're like, oh, I, we get to do teams. But if you guys want them to help you brew your team, shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Guys, thank you so much. It's always a fun time to brew with you. Um, and like, I don't know. So I will talk to you all later. And we should be stuffing our faces with food by the time this episode comes out. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about that Wonder Woman Reflections? And what are your adventures in the tune? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and cool player resources. Head on over to etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO Kings Corner for the KO Kings Etsy shop. There are some cool custom Dice Master stuff you can get. That's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO Kings Corner. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. (laughs) 